All right, back in another Sound of the Battle Cry, and we're going to be continuing the pre-trib refuted series with our next point, which is when pre-tribbers say the elect only refers to the Jews, especially in Matthew 24. So, pre-tribbers say that the elect referred to in Matthew 24 is referring to the Jews. They say this because in dispensationalism, they say the book of Matthew is written to the Jews. And Matthew 24 is written about Jews in the tribulation or time of Jacob's trouble specifically. We don't have time to deal with all the other dispensational stuff today, so we will focus on one point, which is the term the elect. And let's look at Matthew 24 and the mention of the elect. All right. So, like I said, we don't have time to deal with that, do all this dispensational stuff. I will be dealing with it in the future, but. You know, if you if you dealt with all those things, it would be the the videos would be hours and hours and hours, and uh, you know, you know, everyone doesn't like that. All right, so let's read the uh, passage in Matthew twenty four, Matthew twenty four, verse twenty nine through thirty one. Immediately after the tribulation of those days, shall the sun be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he shall send his angels with the great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. All right, so there's the phrase used, his elect. Who are the elect? Now, the pre-tribbers would say, oh, that's talking about the Jews. That's just the Jews, okay? Because the, the church has already been raptured out. It can't possibly talking be talking about the church or, you know, whatever, Christians from the church age. It's It can only be talking about the Jews because it would go against the pre-trib rapture theory. Why? Because in verse 29, it says, immediately after the tribulation of those days, this gathering together of the elect happens. Now, it would appear from a plain reading of the text that Jesus returns after the tribulation and gathers together his elect in the rapture. Not so, according to the pre-tribbers. They say the elect refers to the Jews and not the church. This is why we need to study the term the elect, and that's exactly what we're going to do. So, the word elect can mean different things depending on the context, and we're going to look and see all the different things that elect can refer to, and we're going to offer scriptural evidence. Number one, elect can refer to Jesus himself. Isaiah 42, verses 1 through 3. Behold my servant, whom I uphold, mine elect, in whom my soul delighteth. I have put my spirit upon him. He shall bring forth judgment to the Gentiles. He shall not cry, nor lift up, nor cause his voice to be heard in the street. A bruised reed shall he not break, and the smoking flax shall he not quench. He shall bring forth judgment unto truth. Who's that talking about? Talking about Jesus. It's a prophecy of Jesus Christ, and it says that uh, whom I uphold, mind elect. Jesus is called mind elect. Here's another one. First Peter 2, 6. Wherefore also it is contained in the scripture. Behold, I lay in Sion a chief cornerstone, elect precious and he that believeth on him shall not be confounded okay who's the chief cornerstone that would be jesus christ what is he called elect just a quick side note uh jesus is the cornerstone he's not the capstone um 
The capstone is uh, Lucifer or the Antichrist in the uh, pyramid on the back of the dollar bill, the Masonic seal. Jesus isn't the capstone, he's the cornerstone. And uh, isn't it a funny um, coincidence that Clarence Larkin called Jesus the capstone? So maybe I'll put that in another teaching. All right, let's continue here. Because he wrote the book, Dispensational Truth. All right. Let's move on here. So Jesus, uh, elects can refer to Jesus. Point number two, elects can refer to Israel, but not in every instance, right? You know, just say, oh yeah, it refers to Israel. But it can sometimes. Isaiah 45, verse four, for Jacob, my servant's sake, and Israel, mine elect. I have even called thee by thy name. I have surnamed thee, though thou hast not known me. All right, so there's that one. Let's move on to point number three. Elects can refer to the remnant of saved Jews in the New Testament period. Let's look. Romans chapter 11, starting to verse one. I say then, hath God cast away his people? God forbid. For I also am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham, of the tribe of Benjamin. God hath not cast away his people, which he foreknew. What ye not, what the scripture saith of Elias, how he maketh intercession to God against Israel? saying, Lord, they have killed thy prophets and dig down thine altars, and I am left alone, and they seek my life. But what saith the answer of God unto him? I have reserved to myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to the image of Baal. Even so, then, at this present time, also there is a remnant according to the election of grace. And if by grace, then it is no more of works. Otherwise, grace is no more grace. But if it be of works, then it is no more grace. Otherwise, work is no more work. What then? Israel hath not obtained that which he seeketh for, but the election hath obtained it, and the rest were blinded. Okay? So he, the whole chapter, he's talking about the Jews. He's talking about the Israelites. He says, God cast away his people. Nope. I'm an Israelite. Um, what does he say about uh, Elijah making intercession against Israel and all this stuff? And then God says, no, I've reserved to myself 7,000 men. Even so, at this present time, during the time of the book of Romans, there is a remnant according to the election of grace, the elect. So there's a remnant of Jews preserved, saved, and uh, that was in the New Testament period. So that's another referring. So you you know, could use the word elect or election. It's all the same thing, right? All right. So there's another one. Let's look at number four. Elect can refer to good angels. There's another definition. 1 Timothy 5.21, I charge thee there before God and the Lord Jesus Christ and the elect angels that thou observe these things without preferring one before another, doing nothing by partiality. So that one's pretty plain right there. The elect angels, another definition of elect. And here's the next one. Number five, elect can refer to a church. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 13 says this, The church that is at Babylon, elected together with you, saluteth you, and so doth Marcus, my son. Okay? The church that is at Babylon, elected together with you. Okay? So a church referred to as elect. And finally, number six, elect can refer to saved New Testament Christians, whether Jew or Gentile, this is the most common usage in the New Testament. 
More often than not, elect is used to refer to all saved people, whether Jew or Gentile. All right, and now let's look at a few of those mentions. Romans chapter 8, verse 31 through 35. What shall we say? I'm sorry. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifies. So there it is again. Um, Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? And who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Okay, what is this talking about? It's talking about saved people. It's Romans chapter 8. Go read it. That's who it's referring to. God's elect, saved people, Jew and Gentile. Here's another one, which actually specifically says it's Jew and Gentile together. Colossians chapter 3, verses 9 through 13. Lie not one to another, seeing that you have put off the old man with his deeds, and have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge of the image of him that created him, where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision nor uncircumcision, barbarian and Scythian, bond nor free, but Christ is all and in all. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God. Who is the elect of God? Greek and Jew, circumcision and uncircumcision, bond and free, elect of God, that's who, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness, mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another, forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. All right, so there it is again. Elect refers to all of the saved. Titus 1.1, Paul, a servant of God, an apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God's elect and the acknowledging of the truth, which is after godliness. Look at the next one. 1 Peter 1, verses 1 and 2. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the strangers scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, Bithynia, elect, according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, through sanctification of the Spirit, unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. Grace unto you and peace be multiplied. Who are the elect? Those that are sanctified by the Spirit. And sprinkled with the blood of Jesus Christ, save people. Here's the next one, Second Peter chapter one, verses ten and eleven. Wherefore, the rather brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if ye do these things, ye shall never fall. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. There, okay. So wherefore, brethren, make your calling and election sure. Brethren, who's he talking about? Save people. Over and over again. Elect, elect, elect. Talking about Jew and Gentile. Save people in the New Testament. Okay? Many, many times that's how it's referred to. Now, in light of all this truth, let's look at the mentions of the word elect when it comes to the end of the world and the return of Jesus. Go back over to Matthew 24, starting verse 21. For then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time. No, nor shall ever be. And except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. Then if any man shall say unto you, Lo, here is Christ, or there, believe it not. For there shall arise false Christ and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Behold, I have told you before, 
Wherefore, if they shall say unto you, Behold, he is in the desert, go not forth. Behold, he is in the secret chambers, believe it not. Behold, he's in a secret rapture, believe it not. For as the lightning cometh out of the east and shineth even unto the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For whatsoever the carcasses, there will the eagles be gathered together. Immediately after, after, after the tribulation of those days, shall the sun be darkened and the moon shall not give her light and the stars shall fall from heaven and the powers of the heaven shall be shaken and then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. Then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he shall send his angels with the sound of a great, uh, with the sound of a, I'm sorry, with a great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. So what do we get? Immediately after the tribulation, Jesus shows up, and with the sound of a trumpet, the elect are gathered together. Okay? Now, one quick side note is in verse 30, it says, and then shall appear the sign of the son of man. And some people have said, it's not actually Jesus. No, 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 no. This is what they said. They said, this is insane, but this is what they said. They said, uh, the sign of the son of man. And they go, ooh, a sign. Well, the Jews look for a sign. You know, Gentile New Testament Christians don't look for a sign. Um, no, a wicked and adulterous generation looking for a sign. Someone who would say that doesn't understand the Bible. Very plain. Um, first of all, when Jesus said a wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign, he's talking about people, lost people who say, I won't believe unless you show me a sign. Show me something. Do a miracle. All these types of things. Has nothing to do with Jesus coming back and it says there appears the sign of the Son of Man because guess what? In the very same verse, it says, then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. Then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. It's not just a sign of the Son of Man. They're going to see the Son of Man. It says it in the very same verse. And for you to pluck out one tiny word and try to fit your own twisted interpretation of the Bible is insane. And the only reason you do that is because you have to in order to make it fit your pre-trib myth. You have to you have to twist so hard and rest the scriptures to your own destruction. Hopefully not your own destruction, but some of you it is. Okay, uh, but that's some serious twisting of scripture to say, oh, look at, well, that's, that means this is written to the Jews because it says the sign of the son of man and only Jews seek after a sign. I mean, that's just insane. So anyways, after the tribulation, Jesus comes, they gather together as elect and then look at a uh, parallel passage in Mark 13 verses 19 through 27 for in those days shall be affliction such as was not from the beginning of the creation, which God created until unto this time, neither shall be. And except that the Lord had shortened those days, no flesh should be saved. But for the elect's sake, whom he hath chosen, he hath shortened the days. And then if any man shall say unto you, lo, here is Christ, or lo, he is there, believe him not. For false Christ and false prophets shall rise and shall show 
great signs and wonders to seduce, if it were possible, even the very elect, even the elect. But take he heed, behold, I have foretold you all things. But in those days, after that tribulation, the sun shall be darkened, the moon shall not give her light, and the stars of heaven shall fall, and the powers that are in heaven shall be shaken. And then shall they see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory. And then shall he send his angels and shall gather together his elect from the four winds from the uttermost parts of the earth to the uttermost part of heaven. Okay, so it says the same thing. After the tribulation, Jesus comes, gathers together the elect. It says it multiple times. And you, if you're pre-trib, you can't have that being the rapture of saved people of the church. So you have to say the elect can't possibly be the church. It has to only refer to the Jews, even though there is nothing to indicate that's what it's saying. There is nothing in any of these passages that indicated the elect is only referring to Jews. That is a false interpretation superimposed on the text due to dispensational ideology. To interpret the elect in these passages as simply saved people, whether Jew or Gentile, is consistent with all the other teaching of Scripture, especially Scriptures in regard to the second coming of Jesus. And that's all I have to say about that one. Thank you. God bless you. Have a good day.